Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We have three pieces of audio we need to share with the people so they can get about their day on the Colleen and Bradley Show. It's on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That hungry man is Bradley Trainer. The hungry, hungry, hungry man. And these are your three at 12.03. Give me three. You get it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 12.03. It's really 12.04. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, so we're getting toward the end of the year, and this is the time when we start to get the year in review things. Uh, you know, we'll hear about the best movies of the year, the highest paid actors of the year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this is the time of the year where DJ Earworm rolls out his mashup of all the year's pop hits. And here's a little bit of Ew. what it sounds like. <laughs> This is how we do it down in Puerto Rico. This is how we do it all the time. Down in Vegas, in Miami, down in Paris, in Manhattan. All I know, all I know. This is how we do it. Underneath the rising sun, in the sweet, in the dark, in the dark, in the future. I want something just like this. My heart is looking at the truth. Just picture everybody. Crazy, you know. I think about that. I can barely write a grocery list mm. without screwing it up. I mean, how does he do that? How does he? How does he put together all of that music? It's amazing. Yeah, no, it is. And it I is. hope he makes a whole lot of money off of it. That's all. I mean, other people's music, though. Yeah, I, but I hope he makes a lot of money off of other off of other music. people's music. Oh. The way that he puts it together, because I think that probably takes a lot of time. I don't think he probably can. Can he? Make money like, off that? Why else would you do this? But I mean, wouldn't uh, those artists be like, hey, give me some money? I don't know. That's a good question. <clears throat> anyway, that's a mashup of 25 of this year's top Billboard songs. Uh, he does this every year. It's called the United State of Pop. And um, and yeah, and it, it you probably recognized a lot of songs in there and all 
basically to the tune of Despacito. Despacito. Which arguably was the biggest of all songs. That's all I know. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Oh. The movie Ferdinand is is being um, released today. And um, I love that. First of all, it's like one of my favorite books ever. But the Library of Congress kind of celebrated that by asking John Cena to come in and read to a group of people the book Ferdinand. Once upon a time in Spain, there was a little bull and his name was Ferdinand. All the other little bulls he lived with run, jump, and butt their heads together. But not Ferdinand. He liked to just sit quietly and smell the flowers. He had a favorite spot out in the pasture under a cork tree. It was his favorite tree, and he would sit in its shade all day and smell the flowers. Wasn't that awesome? Um, he, uh, uh, John Cena is in the movie, right? He is in the movie. He's the voice of Ferdinand. He's the voice of Ferdinand. I know. I'm looking at the actual cast and I'm not, he's like, oh, there he is. Okay. Yes. He is the voice of Ferdinand and, um, Ferdinand the bull. Um, and I just can't, my kids saw this, uh, be the promo for this and they went bonkers because this was the first book my 11 year old brought home Mm. And read, I didn't know he could read, and he opened it up and read the whole thing to his brother and sister. And so it kind of holds a special place at our house. For sure. Um, And so I'm really excited for this movie, and I just, I love the book. So if you haven't read the book, Ferdinand. You don't want to be a movie coming out this weekend, though. (laughs) Right, because of Star Wars? Duh. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably is right. Is that a Disney movie? Uh, what? Where? Who made uh, Ferdinand? Ferdinand yeah. is... Um, Sky Studio. Yeah, it's not like... It's yeah. Fox, I think, is distributing it. Well, now they are Disney, so... Well, yeah, exactly. It wasn't Disney. Disney when it was made, and now it's you're Disney. You're all Disney. All right, well, moving on. And here it is behind door number one. Oh, look, it's another day, and there's some sexual harassment to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Not really, though. Um, in this particular case, we have to talk about Matt Damon. So Matt Damon speaking about Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K., and others, Al Franken, in uh, Popcorn with Peter Travers. It's an upcoming edition of an ABC thing. I'm assuming that's some sort of online deal. Anyway, um... He did this interview, and we're going to listen to a little chunk. And what I want you to, or the part that we're going to listen to is him, uh, well, it's him talking about his approach to all of these different accusations against celebrities. Specifically in the clip you're going to hear, he's talking about, that is, Matt Damon is talking about uh, Louis C.K. Let's, let's have a listen, and it's, I think, just about a minute. The Louis C.K. thing, like I, I don't, I don't know all the details. I don't do deep dives on this, mm-hmm. but I did see his statement, which kind of was arresting for me. Which when he came out and he said, "I did this," he said, "I did these things." Mm-hmm. These women are all telling the truth, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking, "Well, that's the sign of somebody who, well, we can work with that." You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, what the hell else are you supposed to do? You're right. Like, like when I'm raising my kids, I, I. This concept of personal responsibility is, is as important as anything else that they learn before they go off in the world. And the fear for me is that like right now we're in this, we're in this moment where <clears throat> at the moment, and I hope it doesn't stay this way, the clear signal to men and to, and to young people is deny it. Because if you, if you take 
responsibility mm -hmm. for what you did, your life's going to get ruined, mm -hmm. right? But if you deny it, you can you can be in the White House, you can be the president, you know what I mean? And that and that's a real pernicious message to you know that we're that and that message is. 100% being sent right now. I mean, it, it, it is. It, it is. There's mm -hmm. no other way to look at it. So, look, I mean, as, as, as I said, all of that behavior needs to be confronted. But there, but there is a continuum. And on this end of the continuum where you have rape and child molestation or whatever, you know, that's prison. Okay, so that was essentially um, the, the crux of the statement that I wanted to share with you. There's a long conversation before and after that you can listen to online. Maybe I'll post it. But I have some very important comments to make. So mm -hmm. do you have any, like, I don't know, initial thoughts? Um, uh, my first, honestly, my first thought was the way he started it and said, you know, I don't know all the details. I didn't really do a deep dive. I'm thinking to myself... Okay, I don't know that you have to do a deep dive. Uh, it washes over things, you unwittingly. Of the things that I wrote down, I wrote down, I don't do deep dives. Well, okay, guess what? <clears throat> if you're going to talk about something, um, you really don't want to sort of um, poo-poo facts, especially mm -hmm. in something as particular as the allegations of mm -hmm. sexual assault, which he claims is apparently ruining people's lives, but we'll talk about that. He says, um, he read the statement, Louis C.K.'s statement, and quote, we can work with that. Um, but then he goes on to talk about his fear, um, that we are giving a signal that if you deny it, um, everything's okay. While if you take responsibility, your life is going to get ruined. Mm -hmm. Now, what he's talking about, obviously, is there are people who've had sexual assault allegations leveled against them who've owned it. Mm -hmm. And some of those people have had instant consequences, either be a, a, of their own choosing, mm -hmm. like Al Franken, for example, mm -hmm. he removed himself from his job. Mm -hmm. He was not uh, asked, forced out. Forced or to asked leave. Out, yeah. They did ask him to leave, but, but he was not made to. He did on his own. Uh, Matt Lauer also, if I remember correctly, he owned some of it, right? Not all of it, but mm -hmm. he owned some of it. He also, um, well, he was removed from his job after he admitted it. Um, again, the thing that's telling in this, the way he's talking about it, on the face, it sounds very reasonable. Like, I want to make sure the people who take responsibility uh, maybe are, that is appreciated as compared to people who've not taken responsibility, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but my point is, listening to him talk, First of all, nobody's life got ruined. If there are lives ruined in any of this, they are the women who've been forced to sit with this right. for years in some cases. Or, and we can talk about this later, and we, oh, look, we will oh, look, later we in will. the show. Women's careers have actually been ruined because of the behavior of men. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of men who have removed themselves after allegations are made, or they lost lucrative million dollar jobs. There is nobody, however, has banished them to go away island mm -hmm. and said you can never work again. Right. So it's that notion that we're ruining people's lives mm -hmm. that I really take issue with because it seems like a very male uh, thing and, and actually a male in privilege thing to say, you know, as Matt Damon is someone who makes millions and millions of dollars. He is afraid that some woman is going to come forward. It, it's That's what I think when I hear him talk, mm -hmm. that he is afraid that some woman could come forward, quote, and ruin his life. Right. And and then I would take it a step further and say that, uh, you know, it, it sounds to me like he's saying we shouldn't have as stiff consequences for the people who do admit their wrongdoing, to which then I would say, then what's the motivation to just 
do the right thing. Yeah. To begin with. Like to not have anything to admit or deny. None of because you just behaved appropriately in life. None of these men's lives are ruined Mm-mm. by any reasonable measure Mm-mm. as you and I walk through they, through life. They've got we would not look money. at Matt Lauer today and think his life was ruined. Mm-mm. His chances at the career he chose, despite his serial predation on women, will not be the thing that he wanted it to be mm-hmm. because there are consequences. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I uh, that's what's frustrating to me because because I think you're going to continue to hear this voice over and over again from people like Matt Damon and others who will try to, oh, uh, we're going too far with this. Mm-hmm. You know, people's lives are being ruined. The only person I ever hear say that, men. Yeah. You don't hear, well, I, I, I can't say that for sure, but generally speaking, men are the ones that are saying this because I think they have this notion that women can come forward and say magic words and destroy a man's career, mm-hmm. which is not the case. Again, I could give you 10 different examples, but we don't have the time of men who simply of their own doing Harvey Weinstein, um, you know, Al Franken, again, who have removed themselves, given themselves their own consequences and the people for whom consequences have not been had. um, They there will be consequences. It just it's not all the same. Right. 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 I don't know. I'm probably babbling. But. No, but I think I, I think there's a lot to unpack there. And there's a lot to, you know, when you're listening to that, like you said, at first blush, it sounds one way. But when you start to examine it and kind of take yourself down the wormhole, it 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 doesn't sound as good as, as you thought it did in the beginning. Yeah. When we come back, something that always sounds good. The voice of Elizabeth Reese oh, with the Dirt Alert hey. on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Wednesdays on Jason and Alexis in the morning, it's the birthday prank. You said in your email that you're supposed to be at happy hour right now. Yeah. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to call and say you've been arrested. Uh, My wife took her top off at the bar. Yeah, they had to actually chase her down. She started to go down the alley. Oh, my Gosh, she doesn't even drink that much. Well, maybe that's the problem, sir. Is she okay? She's okay. She's just, uh, right now, she's... I'm sorry. Ma'am, you're going to have to sit down. She's actually beating on the window right now and spitting against the glass. Do you have a bail bondsman that you usually use in these circumstances? I've never had the circumstances. I don't even know what to do. Hey, Hannah, why don't you tell Seth that he's just been birthday pranked? Happy birthday, babe! <laughs> oh my are you serious? Birthday prankings with Jace and Dawn, but not Alexis because she's bad at lying to people. Wednesday mornings at 7:20 on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese has a when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Thrived with food recommendations and a dirt alert. <laughs> I'm always thinking about food. I'm always talking food about food. I know, right? I know. It's like, that's what makes life interesting. And it's the lunch hour. This is the hungriest mm. hour of the day when people are watching or listening to your show. You should always just be shouting out some food yeah. things. Food. I'm food. dying to go yeah. to that Rise Bagel place yeah. in, um, is it in the North Loop? Or it's a, yeah, North, North Loop. I've yeah. heard really good things about that. Uh, Smack Shack, I think. Whenever I'm like really hungry, I just feel like a bagel sounds so good. Oh, a real carbs. good boiled real bagel. Good mm-hmm. boiled bagel. I'm with you. Okay, uh, let's talk Harvey Weinstein. He's a boiled bagel. <laughs> oh, do we have to? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was funny or why I even said it. Uh, but this is a, a couple of... Interesting things coming out of the Harvey Weinstein aftermath. Uh, Peter Jackson is saying that Harvey Weinstein blacklisted Mira Sorvino and Ashley Judd from Hollywood, and it cost Mira Sorvino a role in Lord of the Rings. So this is what we're talking about when we talk about sexual harassment and being and Harvey Weinstein being such a bully and such an abuser that he would take it out on women if they weren't going to do what he wanted them to do sexually. Mm-hmm. He would damage their careers significantly. And he would use that as his bargaining chip. A hundred percent. To get what he wanted. Yeah. You know, I will ruin your career. And they knew he could. So Mira Sorvino tweeted today, there it is, confirmation that Harvey Weinstein derailed my career, something I suspected but was unsure. Thank you, Peter Jackson, for being honest. I'm just heartsick. What had happened was Peter Jackson told um, a a publication in New Zealand that Harvey Weinstein and his brother Bob are a pair of second-rate mafia bullies mm. who talked him out of casting those two actresses. Um, and he says, I recall Miramax telling us they were a nightmare to work with and that we should avoid them at all costs. This was probably in 1998. Peter Jackson says at the time, we had no reason to question what these guys were telling us. But in hindsight, I realized that this was very likely the Miramax smear campaign in full swing. Mm. Ashley Judd responded on Twitter. I remember this well. It's so sad to think that people's I mean, I guess we all know that there are choices people make and, you know, uh, stuff like this happens is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. However, it's just so sad to think about like, but for not his disgusting behavior. Right these women would have had substantially different careers in Hollywood. Well, and which women are bigger stars because they did what he wanted because them to do. Because they consented. I, you yeah. know, that's the thing yeah. I Salma keep Hayek on thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about that, that, that we keep on hearing from the people who either said no and got out of there or found themselves captive yeah. and were unwitting participants. But there among the middle ground. among there, among those, among all of those people, yeah. there are people who said, OK, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I don't I, and know, I don't begrudge people those choices. It's just it's so fascinating oh, to think oh, that that's, you know, that's what it ended up hinging on. Yeah, and those and are the women that just are so racked with a feeling yes. of internal like how do I even come out and say this? And that's kind of what I that's yeah. kind of where I was going with that is that you know, you you got to think they've got to be carrying Quite a lot. Well, and that's why when you talk about like Matt Lauer and this staffer who says that she had an affair with him, that's again, I mean, there's a power dynamic there, guys, that even if it's like, yes, she consented to having a sexual relationship with him, she had an affair with him, that's not right to, you know, be part of an affair where someone else is married, right? Mm -hmm. However, it is still 
it's still you're not a, it's not a level playing field when you've got someone of like Harvey Weinstein who is the head of the studio with a 21 year old actress who's dying to get a part. Right. Matt Lauer who is the biggest talent at the network with a 22 year old production assistant who's trying to work her way up. No matter even if those women are consenting to the relationship, you have to still acknowledge the significant power dynamic that puts those women in a position of not as easily being able to say no, mm-hmm. right? And it's mm-hmm. as simple as, I think, the math sometimes we get uh, confused with, or some people do anyway, if um, a woman should never be put in that position, whether it's a man in a room with a woman making sexual comments that she now has to react to right. and makes her decision on how she's going to react to those uh, words, yeah. the fact that she has to do the calculus in her head, how do I respond because that could affect my career, or you have Matt Lauer who says, unbutton your blouse. And then the woman has to make a decision. Do I unbutton my blouse? Even if I want, like, re- regardless of whether or not she wants to, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. she now has, the fact that the woman has to make those calculations is a situation she should never be put in. And that's the thing I think people often forget right. because they think it's more like, well, she wanted it right, and she did it and right. she didn't say or no. Or she didn't walk away. She should have just left. Right. Yeah. Right. But the, the power dynamic always like, has to what be What man has ever been in a room who had to make that calculation. No. I mean, I'm haven't. sure like there's like one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for the most part, as a general rule, that's like when people talk about power dynamics, that's the power dynamic. Yeah. And there are all sorts of situations in which women have to make, you know, sort of decisions based on what the ramifications could be and decisions based on safety that mm-hmm. men just simply don't have to make. And don't even realize and that we are making about. in every moment. It's my parking ramp argument. I always oh, say, yes. y- you ask any woman when the last time she was afraid was, she'll probably tell you the last time she was in a parking ramp right. by herself. Or just walking out to the car in the dark. Yeah, period. how it goes. Elizabeth Reese, thank you. Guys. Wow, that was a I'm going to go eat my feelings. Alert. You eat do that. I got to find those bagels. <laughs> we need somebody to give us a call right now. 65164 1071 to play our 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds, five questions. You could win a prize. My Talk 1071. Everything. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. Entertainment. 30 seconds, five questions. You could win a prize, but only at 1230 and only on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? And what are they playing for? We've got Molly on the line. And Holly, what's Molly playing for? Molly is playing for a copy of the movie Home Again, starring Reese Witherspoon, all from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Thanks, Holly. Molly, the timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Good. Here we go. The title role of the 19 uh, or the 90s movie Pretty Woman was played by which actress? Julia Roberts. Which horror movie character is a serial killer possessing a doll? Chucky. In which Star Wars film did the Ewoks first appear? Oh, the one where they're in like the cold place. The name. Uh, <laughs> who was the lead singer of the band Queen? Oh, shoot. Uh, that. Uh, 
Which film did the Ewoks? Oh, Molly! <laughs> you tried your no, best. No, you don't honey. have to apologize to us, Molly. We're really sorry. <laughs> you tried very hard, and thank you for playing Good job, today. Honey. And you can play every day at twelve thirty on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Uh, it's the thirty second pop culture challenge. Thirty second. Do you want to give the answers to the questions? That oh, she sure. Denied? Okay, so uh, Star Wars film did the Ewoks first appear? Return of the Jedi. Okay, no, it's Jedi. What else? Weirdo. And uh, bite your tongue. Who was the lead singer of the band Queen? Freddie Mercury. Yes. All right. Well, a uh, couple things, a couple pieces of cleanup before we get to Why our do next I sound item. Like a Muppet today. I don't know. I don't anyway. know. I think we all sound a little bit weird. I think I'm coming down with something, and you just have Muppetitis. And I'm just um, myself. And you're just Holly. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the next thing, I want to just let everybody know that we have something very special coming up at one o'clock today. We have been celebrating the 12 days of Chris's. And we did make contact, verbal contact, with one of our Chris's. <laughs> we are very excited. We will be playing for you that conversation. Was it Chris Pine? You don't know. Was it Christopher Knight? You don't know. Was it Chris Martin? You don't know. Was it Krispy Kreme? Definitely. However, that's not the one we're It'd talking about. It'd be a good about. drag name, Chris P. Cream. Anyway, you'll want to listen for that at one o'clock today. We're going to play that conversation. Now, we've got a new segment that we like to share with you. You can play the home game. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Holly is going to supply us with an actual blind item from crazydaysandnights.net, which is a blog written by an entertainment lawyer who's in the know. And Bradley and I are going to try to figure out what the heck is going on in this blind item. Do it, Holly. All right. Are you ready for your first blind item? Yes, yes. queen. This former A-list singer, A-list singer, okay. who had her best days two decades ago, has bounced around making unsuccessful albums and a fairly awful reality show for a few years. Mariah Carey. I was, yeah, it's so Mariah Carey. Now, <laughs> she is watching out for her life after stealing money from criminals rather than laundering it like she was supposed to. Ooh. Oh my gosh, this just sounds like something that would happen to Mariah Carey because she's just a walking comedy of errors. That's do we, not funny. Do we have any uh, feeling on this, Holly? Do you got any? Uh, you got any? Uh, you got any intel? What you, What you feeling? What's any your thought? Any intel? Well, mm-hmm. I think that some people thought it was Mariah Carey. Now, I would argue against Mariah Carey because she has had some successful records in the past decade, at least. I mean, it has. It's been a while, but okay. I think that her last big one was about ten years ago. Remember that song "We Belong Together"? Okay. I think that was about two thousand five. Okay, so are we going to go with then uh, Carney Wilson on this one? Unfortunately, I don't think Carney. I did because he was the only A minus list singer who's also who's also done reality shows. Now go back. There's somebody that you're missing. She does not do albums. There's somebody between Carney Wilson. She doesn't do her own albums. Yeah, that's true. But think about a couple decades ago, back in the '90s. This woman had a very successful singing career. She had some really big hits. She sings in mostly the R and B genre. Okay. And Paul no. Mm. And her and her family have been featured. The Braxtons. Oh, yeah. Tony Braxton. Oh, wow. That's one of the names. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's my favorite Tony Braxton song. He was a murderer, murderer for murderer. me. 
<laughs> Can you play that song? No. All right, go on. Okay. Um, all right, so we're thinking more yeah. along the lines Maybe of Tony, Tony Braxton. Braxton or Mariah but Carey. Wait, but, but wait and hold on a moment. We're missing the most important part of this entire thing. Yeah. Who's stealing money from criminals rather than laundering right. it? I don't understand what does how that, that even works. Mean? That means that she's taking a skim off the money that she was supposed to be laundering for other people and taking it as her own. Oh, oh. that means somebody was fronting her oh, some cash that yes. she was supposed to be laundering, and she was taking her own. Yes, that is totally Mariah Carey, though, to me, because I don't feel well. Did the Braxtons have? No, it wasn't Tony Braxton that had tax issues. Uh, that was um, no. Who was that? I don't think, but but the but the Braxton, the whole Braxton family, yeah. um, you know, they kind of operate as a. Well, here's something. Brand. Well, here's something interesting, and I want to bring this up. Tony Braxton. This is from back in 2012. Tony Braxton reveals story behind bankruptcy headlines. Mm, oh. I knew she had she some told financial. 2020 about what drove her into bankruptcy twice. Okay. She was determined to make a comeback, and that's the headline. Did from she five have years any ago. Russian investors? Do we know that this money didn't come from the Russians? That I can't say. It's mm-hmm. a blind item, and we're only speculating. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, uh, we think we may have sort of solved that one. It's either Mariah Carey or Tony Braxton. Keep your ears peeled because we may be hearing stories about this in the future. Ooh. Moving on. Moving on. All right. I have the second blind item. Let's, Let's just fire this up again. Yeah. Let's do it. This older permanent A-list singer, actress, performer is near death. She has had so many health problems, but still refuses to stop boozing and taking pills. Oh, God. Oh, okay. oh I knew this one. We talked about this one at some point, didn't we? I feel like we did. Um, um, permanent A-list. Singer, it's actress, It's not Madonna, because she doesn't do that. Um, mm-hmm. Singer, actress, performer. For... Or, Permanent A-list. Yes, permanent A-list. So, so, you're going to say the so name and I'm going to go. Share? No. This one is a confirmed blind item on the website oh. Crazy Days and Nights. They have provided us with a name. I okay. feel like I heard this one before, so when you say the name, I'm going to be like, yes! All right, but now, give us some hints. Hints. Think of the word older mm-hmm. and permanent. A-list singer, actress, and performer. Not Barbara Streisand. Not Barbara Streisand. Now think about someone who may have had some substance abuse issues in the past and who has been treated for them, and we know about this publicly. Not Lindsay Lohan. Not Lindsay Lohan. Okay, can you can you give can you give um, this hint? Can you tell us if we are if if we are thinking more along the lines of singer or actress or you know how somebody sure. usually yes. has an area right. they're mostly in. She's in all of these. Now, here's oh. a clue for you. Okay. Her mother is also permanent A-list and famous for all three of those things. Her mother, okay. who is no longer with us. I'm, it's so hard to think about. Can the you people give me that, an age uh, that she that is? The people that occur to me are probably, uh, she's in her early 70s, I want to say. Oh, Liza Minnelli. Yep. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yes! Behold the power of the blind item! Yes. Okay. It's a good sad, job. It's a sad blind. Well, I mean, that one should have been obvious, yeah. right? Because you just think of like old, washed-up rehab uh, um, peddlers. If you I mean, would I have said like divorce, she, and by that I mean celebrity rehab, because it's plastic face person. It's I would not know. like the legit David kind. Guess, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Staples in the head. I forgot he died. Yeah. Yeah, he died. Oh, whoops. I mean, she I has. I will say though, I will always, I will go to her grave because I know where it's going to be because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know where she's going to be buried. And in fact, I just visited uh her mother uh this last fall when i went to forever or hollywood forever 
and it's so beautiful. And mm-hmm. like she's gonna have such a delightful resting place. So I'm gonna like honor her and her death. But that girl, oof, I know, right? She is too bad for her own good. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how. To, I mean, I really wish she had some <sighs> self awareness. When we come back, we're going to have some self-awareness because we've realized that we've been making a fatal flaw with all these new sexual misconduct allegations Mm. that have been rolling out the last few months. We're going to tell you what that flaw... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Law is, and we're going to tell you about the latest person who is in headlines for transgressions. After this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. She said to Giada about herself and Blake, she says, we're like, we're in a musical constantly and we just sing. We actually don't talk to each other. We just sing like a musical and everything we sing is like, I love you. Like it's pretty much the whole time, like how great we are. Okay, I'm just going to say, I think it's cute if you both can sing and you would say, good morning, good morning. And he'll say, can I get you coffee? She'd say, good morning, good morning to you. Let's screw, good morning, let's some more coffee. Now, good morning, let's screw, open the blinds. If Donnie's face is the rest of the audience Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. The radio home of almost endless spoiler alerts. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Well, we've been making a fatal flaw with all the new sexual misconduct allegations, and we've realized this on the Colleen and Bradley Show. On My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And uh, we've realized that that fatal flaw that we've been making with the sexual misconduct allegations is that we're always willing to believe that the accused is not as bad as he is. And then we find out that not only is he as bad as we thought he was, but he's actually worse. Yeah. So specifically in this case, um, I would like to make the example using one of the latest stories that I came across yesterday and I sent to you and Holly and said, oh, dear God. Mm -hmm. And that's the story of Dustin Hoffman. So by now, many of you have probably seen the headline. But if you haven't, uh, the headline is simply this. Dustin Hoffman accused of exposing himself to a minor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Meaning so, a young person under the age of 18. Yeah, not somebody who digs for coal. Yes. Thank you, Colleen, mm-hmm. for You're clarifying welcome. that during this very serious topic I'm trying to have. A little levity. Sorry. Um, 
Anyway, uh, the story, you'll remember, let's step back a little bit about Dustin Hoffman. There were allegations uh, about some improper behavior with women, sexual misconduct, and it, it, but I think, I think I am safe in saying that when allegations first came out, people were kind of like, it must have been like a long time ago, and it probably was, you know, I mean, you know, it's Dustin Hoffman. More willing to, to kind of make some excuses. And, and, and I would like to make some other uh, examples or sort of parallels in just a moment, but specifically with Dustin Hoffman, um, I think that was probably a very common reaction. And then we get a, so we have a story that's like, no, okay, well, and then you'll remember John Oliver had that interview where he confronted Dustin Hoffman about those allegations mm-hmm. that a woman had made, and it was very uncomfortable, and and I, I guarantee I wasn't the only one who was like, oh, is that right? I mean, I want it to be right because I love John Oliver, but it was still, it was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't like uncomfortable. Okay. So we're all having that moment. Mm-hmm. And then... The other shoe drops. Oh, yeah. he's exposed himself. And the other pant drops. To, again. Sorry, it's that's what happened. Please. I want you to understand that the other shoe dropped. And it wasn't just like, oh, you know, he was coming out of the bathroom and he hadn't zipped up his zipper all the way. Mm-hmm. It was he was on a day trip in New York with his daughter and her best friend in uh, from high school. The girl was 16 years old and long story short, he sent his daughter home. He was staying at a hotel because his apartment was being renovated and the girlfriend of his daughter was waiting in his hotel room with him for her parents. And at some point he decided to take a shower Mm -hmm. with the 16 year old girl in the hotel room. He comes out of the bathroom wearing nothing but a towel. And at some point the towel drops. Mm-hmm. And he exposes his manhood to her. And it wasn't like it accidentally slipped off, like no. the tie came untied or whatever. it was an uncomfortably long period of time before he put his towel back on. And then, lest you think like, okay, well, he was coming up. I mean, I don't know who's still in the audience going, well, maybe. Well, no. I guarantee um, you there's somebody. Because I would like to I would like to meet you and then yeah. I'd like to slap you because mm. just, just wait for it. Um. But again, I think this is indicative of what we've done, kind of. So then, after he puts his towel back on, at some point before her parents pick her up, he asks her to massage his feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. If your husband, uh-huh. uh, you have a daughter, mm-hmm. when she's 16 years old and mm-hmm. he's hanging out with his daughter mm-hmm. and her best friend mm-hmm. and sends his daughter home and then at some point asks okay already we're at a place where that wouldn't happen but okay year old to look at him naked and then massage his feet no okay no there's that's there's something going on that is a that is clearly grooming behavior i tell you about this gross story not to just make head you know not just to be um like salacious about it the thing is, we did this with Harvey Weinstein. So remember when Harvey Weinstein first made, uh, or first uh, we heard of allegations against Harvey Weinstein, and then he made that statement. And I remember very specifically saying at the time, this was before all of this, right? Right. At the be- very beginning of when we started talking about this, it was like, well, you know what? There's something refreshing about his statement because he seems to take responsibility. Because in the other, in the world we lived in at that time, you know, it was very How quickly rare. it's changed. That was I mean, literally, literally like three months yes, ago. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, and then like the other shoe dropped and we were like, okay, he did that to, 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 um, beat us off at the pass 
or head us off at the pass. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm not going to win during this conversation because no, you're fine. 12 years old. He um, he did that to sort of lessen the blow of the allegations he probably knew were coming forward, which included, but not limited to, creating basically a company to hunt down, track, and destroy the careers of these women. But that's not the only one we did that to. Right. Whether it was Kevin Spacey at first, we were like, okay, well... Like, oh, that happened that, you know, the Anthony when Anthony Rapp came forward, I think our response was, wow, that's horrible that that happened. And it happened a number of years ago. And but I think there was still a part of us that was still like, I'm going to go home and finish the season of uh, House of Cards and just pray that that's the last one. And then it was like the cavalcade. And it wasn't just that. I mean, think about our own backyard, Al Franken. Mm-hmm. So this thing, and we're all like, well, that thing was kind of, you know, I mean, and you know, something wrong with that lady maybe. And I mean, people were doing all sorts of somersaults. And then by the time it got to eight women, I was like, okay, so at what point do you think you're going to disabuse yourself of the notion that this is just sort of, you know, a, a one-off? Right. Right. And I think that's what good meaning people do. And I'm not saying we should feel bad that we did it, but I'm saying we should be aware that we do it, because I think that's the that's the fuel that perpetrators feed off of, Mm -hmm. because they are able to continue to exist in our world because we're kind of like, well, you know, I mean, she was 14. Yeah. It's like people did that. People did that. Like it was a different time. Okay, again, pattern of behavior. Uh, indicates that there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I I, I just find it fascinating that we are in this place, and I did it again with Dustin Hoffman. After all that we've been through, I did it again with Dustin Hoffman, and then I saw this story last night, and I was like, okay, all right. So the next time somebody comes forward, I'm going to be like, I'm not saying anything until six weeks goes by, (laughs) and I've got ten more stories in front of me. And actually, I think that that's what's really difficult about the job that we do is because we are trained to be right on top of what the latest accusation is and then we talk about it and then we wait for the rest to happen we wait for it all to shake out right yeah whereas you know i think the majority of people probably have a a a better ability to to say that to kind of temper their their response to it so i'm i'm curious i think what you said that, that i thought was probably the best takeaway was we just need to be aware that we have a tendency to do that. Again, I think it's good, good, well-meaning people. Yeah, it's because we, we want to believe, believe the best that, in people. Yes, and we want to believe not only the best in people, but we want to believe that the good that they have shown us is true. Yeah, and and we're just not in a place where we can trust that anymore. But it's well, good to just no, know it, just I, to be aware of that. I think we have to wrestle with the fact, the reality that a person can be a wonderful person on one side mm-hmm. and be a horrible person on another. Yeah. But what about the people who are horrible people that are just pretending to be wonderful people? Oh, my gosh. It's like you can't spot them. You can't spot them. When we come back, you guys, though, we really have a a legitimate, wonderful person. It's one of our Chris's from the 12 Days of Chris's on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. You got to tear me apart, Lisa. Entertainment.